everybody. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller. And I'm Emma Snasik. And this is a very special episode. It is. We're together. We're recording live and in person, baby. We're in the Weekly Pop headquarters, which just ends up being Kevin's apartment. Mm -hmm. We're sitting on the floor right now. (laughs) Actually, later I'm going to show you. They have this little podcast studio I always drive by. That like people are just recording. All right, maybe they're playing video games. I don't know. I think, but it looks like it's a studio. And I always drive by and see two guys sitting in there. And I'm like, huh, (laughs) huh, interesting. You guys listen to Weekly Pop too? (laughs) (laughs) They better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to go see them later today. Yeah, we're going to go beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> but this is fun. This is fun. It's really weird looking at you in person. I know. I, know. I hate it. I know. Leave. You're so ugly. <laughs> You're worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, Emma is visiting me in Milwaukee, which is terrible because it's freezing here and not... <laughs> I left Palm Springs. I was just telling you, I left Palm Springs and it was 104 degrees mm-hmm. and it's 54. And you know what this reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Those two little bitches in the Exorcist movie. <laughs> That's literally us. <laughs> us tied up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're talking about today. Yes. Uh, this movie has gotten so shit on. I know. It's The Exorcist Believer. It was directed by David Gordon Green, who did like the Halloween movies, the new ones that oh. ended up being terrible by the uh-huh. by the last one. Um, and he just, I think, didn't Universal spend like a hundred, a couple hundred million? Oh yeah, four hundred million dollars yeah. for to get the rights for The Exorcist, just for everyone to shit on this movie. That's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because you said. Um... You just said that, like, the sequels were just not important. Like, nobody cares about the Exorcist no. franchise, aside from the first one, which is very good, and mm-hmm. got... I didn't know this. I got a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was the first horror movie to get a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. There's only, like, four, I think. Maybe, Great. yeah. Get Out, Black Swan, Exorcist, and there might be one more. Mm-hmm. Should have been Suspiria. Should have been Suspiria. I'm wearing a Suspiria sweatshirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, like, everyone kept watching the Halloween movies after Jamie Lee Curtis left just because Michael Myers is iconic. Mm-hmm. But, like, Reagan isn't the killer, it's the demon. So you can essentially just get, like, a new group of people with the same demon, mm-hmm. which they didn't really do necessarily. But the second movie was terrible. The third movie was actually okay. I, there might be another one after that. Oh, there is. There's, like, a prequel. I don't know about that one. Who cares? Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> I'm sorry, but who cares? Mm-hmm. So now they're going to make two more of these, I guess. The movie did really well, I'm assuming. It's opening weekend. Yeah, it already made more than it its budget, so Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The budget was only like thirty million dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. Good for them then. <laughs> no wonder no wonder um Ellen Burstyn was in like two and a half minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all they could get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, this movie basically deals with two little girls who Want to have a good time. Um, <laughs> it stars Leslie Odom Jr., uh, My Queen Anne Dowd, who's actually in so many horror movies, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept thinking about Hereditary. Uh-huh. Um, Jennifer Nettles. <laughs> I hate the name Norbert. Norbert Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who this man is, Norbert Leo Butts? He was the terrible father in this movie. Do you know who he is? Uh-huh. He's Fierro in Wicked. Oh, I no had way. no idea. No fucking way. Yes. And then Jennifer Nettles is part of like some band. I think she was in Sugarland or something. She's oh, one of the singers. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. But when the when the credits came up, I saw him and I was like, oh. Um, I was just like, oh my god, it's Fierro. Wait, put, put it back on him. Two-time winner of the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical. Mm-hmm. 
only one of nine actors to ever have won the award twice. This guy mm-hmm. with the name Norbert? Correct. And last name Butts. <laughs> Butts. <laughs> He's also in the last five years. The, he originated the role. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I know. Why do they get so many singers for this? I have no idea. There Probably was, cheaper. There was no singing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, aside from them, uh, Lydia Jewett, Olivia Markham, and Ellen Burstyn, who literally showed up for a paycheck. Correct. She sure did. I'm so happy for her. I'm assuming Lydia Jewett and Olivia Markham were the two girls. I think so, too. They were fantastic. They were. Mm-hmm. Love them. But anyway, uh, one of them... Actually, it starts off with uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, Victor, and his pregnant wife, Seren. Um, they're in Haiti. Mm-hmm. He's a photographer. She is going around getting voodoo practices on her belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everything looks fine with them until a huge earthquake happens, which whenever that was, that was like 2000. 11 mm-hmm. there was actually an earthquake in haiti yeah um i when they were doing that i was like do not tell me that they're gonna do the earthquake they, they did, did the earthquake. they did the earthquake <laughs> i didn't realize laughter and i was like because i remember it does like the 13 years later and right. i was like mm, right yes this is based on true events apparently <laughs> <laughs> um but his wife gets injured and uh he has to choose if he wants to save his wife or his child and we get to see that choice later on we do that was oh, fun was. um of course he saves his child angela who was, was obviously unborn at the time mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 13 years later, like I said, Victor is just kind of over everything. (laughs) (laughs) He is, like, a really good dad to Angela, but I think he's just very protective of her for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but he definitely doesn't have, like, he doesn't believe in God or anything, Mm -hmm. and just takes pictures for a living, I guess. He's at the Sears kiosk Uh where they take photos for the families. Wait, that one scene when the picture got distorted, I wanted to be like, what is that? And like, grab the fly. Who is that? Oh, that's Cousin, Cousin Ralph. Ralph. He's, He's right, right over, over there. there. <laughs> oh, I wish we did a scary movie episode together. Oh, God. That would have been really ridiculous. That would have been five hours long. That would have been five hours long. <laughs> Angela is really obsessed with like getting in contact with her mom. Mm-hmm. She obviously never got to meet her mom. She just knows stories. So one day, she goes with her friend Catherine into the woods Uh to do a ritual because that's just what you do as like a middle schooler or something uh-huh. <laughs> um and it is like just fucking freaky in these woods they go into like some weird bunker where yeah I... what was that because it was like an oh it wasn't like an open tomb like a dug up yeah. tomb or something because like the top was gone uh-huh <laughs> and they were just hanging out in there and they're like oh if you hold a candle and do something she'll start talking to you Someone, Some, someone will start talking to you um and then as the night comes the parents both of the girls parents are like where are they <laughs> what are they <laughs> it's been hours <laughs> they're nowhere to be found everyone's freaking out there's a whole search going on um and then three days later they are found in some <laughs> farm. I don't even know what that was. It was so funny because when it cut to the farmers, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And there was that really ominous shot of like the, the, the dead horse laying down. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me so much of Suspiria. Yeah. Like when she's on the farm, we're, like, we're showing shots of the farm life. Mm-hmm. You guys need to watch Suspiria. Anyway. Um, and then a farmer like goes to get like some equipment and then sees the little girls like all muddy and whatever no in, like shoes. A pig, in like a pig sty or something yeah. like yeah and, and then they're like where are we <laughs> and he was like where am i 
Yeah, no. Um, they go to the hospital and they're completely traumatized. They're doing really well. Mm-hmm. They're they're having a great time here. Uh, they're just kind of there's something off with them, but the parents and the doctors are like, oh well, you know, the young children probably some heavy psychology shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. Their toes and their fingers are all like gross looking and should probably be cut off at this point. <laughs> They also don't know how long they've been gone. They yeah. think it's only been a few hours, and they're like, babe, it's been three days. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and the next day, Angela, Victor's daughter, she's just acting like super feral, weird, aggressive. And she starts like hiding or something. And then the next thing you know, she like bashes him against <laughs> her like bed frame. <laughs> she's so rude. She's such a rude little brat. Um, and then the other girl, her family is very religious, and they go to church, and she... <laughs> She's she, having a field day. She is first, like, touching something, like, in front of the little stands. I, I can't think of what's... Is it a pew? I think it's a pew. Pew. So, yeah, it's you. a pew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then she, like, disappears at one point, and then comes out of nowhere. She's like, eh, and she mm-hmm. starts saying, the body in the bed, the body in the bed. The body in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Funny the <laughs> And then the everyone, church fire is like Woo! Woo! the body and the <laughs> Um but she was like picking up shit with her toes, like you know the little pamphlets oh, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and her like her brothers and sisters and they're like Katie, Where are, are we? Okay? <laughs> Where are we? Cindy, something's wrong here. <laughs> Finally, their parents are like, we need to 5150 these girls or something. Correct. <laughs> and that's when Ann Dow's character steps in. She's a nurse at the hospital that the girls are keep going to for different shit. And she's also hella religious. And she pulls like, Victor over and she's like, girl, there's something fucked up about your daughter. I think she's possessed. Like, you need to take her not to a mental hospital, but maybe to get an exorcism. And he's like, no, those aren't real. And she's like, girl, yes, they are. And he's like, that's some tea. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you're so right bestie yeah. and that's on that <laughs> and she gives him a book about oh, yeah. like a mother's journey through exorcism um which we find out is ellen burston's story from the original exorcist where her oh boy her daughter was bad yeah reagan was fucked up mm-hmm. not played by natasha leone though <laughs> that's correct <laughs> uh but yes ellen burston's character Chris McNeil, she has spent her entire life researching exorcisms. Um, and, like, different cultures and different kinds of religions. Right. And, like, she kept, like, coming to, like, general universal understandings of certain elements of demonic possession. And her daughter, Reagan, has now loathed her because she turned into a cash cow when she released her book. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is a good story. It's a great story. Also, I'm sure you were rich. So what's the problem? Actually, yeah. do you remember the house in the first movie? Massive, she was rich. Massive yeah. house. Yeah. So what's your problem, Reagan? I know. You want to get possessed again? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he goes, Victor goes to Chris to talk with her. That one scene where they're talking and she's like, yeah, I wasn't allowed in the room because of the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, girl. I think it was because there was a demon trying to kill everybody in that room. <laughs> Literally. And it's like too, like renowned priests or fathers doing the exorcism and you have no experience and you're the girl's mother so they really don't want you seeing what's going on she's like 
Yeah, it was that wasn't very feminist of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two of them start to go to the girls uh, just for her to like see what they're like and maybe help them. And she immediately sees his daughter and she was like, oh, yeah, you're fucked. She's mm-hmm. she's gone. <laughs> well, it was funny because she when we first see Chris, she is has a crutch or a crutch, a cane. <laughs> right. And so she's obviously old. I mean, I think she's 80 something in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's been 50 years since the original, so when she goes to the house with him, I'm like, why is she going up those stairs? I know. Like, have him be like, be like, hey, Victor, can you go up those stairs and I'll deal with this down here? Yes. <laughs> I'll wait. Correct. I will stand watch. Yes. Um, Man, they really did her dirty. Catherine, the little religious girl, is even more feral than we thought mm-hmm. possible. Not only is she, like, bringing up Reagan and she's like, oh, I know what happened to your daughter. I know where she is. Because... Reagan has now gone, like, off the grid. She is very anti-her mom. Plot point. But so, um, she's, like, bringing up Reagan, and she's doing a bunch of crazy shit. And then Ellen Burstyn somehow decides that she can be an exorcist. And she's like, get out of that girl! You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, when did you get... (laughs) It was was a very pathetic attempt on Mm -hmm. her part. Um, And then she got stabbed in the eyes. With a crucifix. Both eyes. So, blind Chris is now in the hospital for the rest of the movie. Bye-bye. Victor and the other two parents and Anne reach out to the local church and the father for an exorcism. And basically, the they have to go up to the diocese, and the diocese is like, no. <laughs> and that's so funny to me, because it's like, in all these movies, because they always have that, like, debate with the diocese, uh-huh. right? They're always like, oh, like, whatever, whatever. Like, we don't want anyone to end up dead or whatever. But it's like... Are the parents going to sue you when they're the ones wanting you to come in in the first place and save their children? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what's going to happen? You could try. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, it, why would the parents be like, I can't believe you did this to us, even mm-hmm. though they're the ones that went to them first. Mm-hmm. So what's going to turn on and bite you in the ass? Mm-hmm. Like, a kid's dead, but it's not your fault. Right. It's a demon. I don't know. You know? <laughs> And now they're also, like, bringing together this, like, religious Avengers movement right now (laughs) and reaching out to, like, a bunch of different kinds of people in different various religions. And it's basically, like, Endgame with, Mm -hmm. or the multiverse. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone's just coming together. They reach out to a root work healer. And she was iconic. I love her. She was actually the one that knew what she was doing. Yeah. She was Uh, the only one that actually showed progress. Yeah, she is. Their local Baptist pastor, who I don't even know why he would have been there, honestly. Uh, then there was a Pentecostal preacher, too. I mean, they're getting literally everyone in. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And this part is so smart, though, because it always happens in every exorcism movie. People are levitating. People, like, things are flying off the walls. Right. Like, lamps are, you know. They were like, so, we're not dealing with that. Correct. So they had the root work healer. She was, like, drawing this, like, spirit world, like, real world, like, chart kind of thing mm-hmm. on the ground. They were, like, drilling um, the chairs into place so they couldn't, like, levitate or, like, the girls couldn't leave, you know? Mm -hmm. They were, like, tied up in every which way. It was actually, like, the smartest thing ever because you know that that's what happens in every exorcism movie. The second you let them loose, they're going to be like, great, I'm about to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Which, spoiler, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But before that happens, though, like, literally, they're just, like, when they were drilling, I was like, smart. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get a little group exorcism. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> and Dowd is the one who is oh, right. reading from the Bible and yes, trying her the father, best. the father backed out last minute. He did. Um, and she's not doing so great just because she just doesn't know what to do Even though she also was like, I was born to do this. And then she like... <laughs> 
flops so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the root work healer, as you said, she was doing great. Like, at one point, she, they got, like, smoke coming mm-hmm. out of them. She was, like, like getting, like, some kind of, like, vapor out of them or uh-huh. something and, like, sending it back to hell. That was great. When she blew that, mm-hmm. like, stuff into the fire, that was sexy. That was very sexy. Oh, yeah, and the girls were, like, like burning from it, too. Yeah. I was like, this is, this, clearly this is working. Yeah. But also, the whole time, the, the Baptist parents are just sitting there like, mm, this is weird. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's like, it was clearly this, like, allegory for, like, putting your differences aside and having to come together, like, all political or religious beliefs, like, whatever. I'm like, this is so tacky. But I, but it was just so funny having, I guess we'll get to the ending later, because, just you remember when, like, like, the dad refused to take his shoes off in the house? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Your daughter is literally, like, on the verge of death from this demon inside of her, and you're not willing to, like, participate, and he was so, like hesitant about wearing that little like necklace thing that she was passing around yeah i was like you're not being very helpful here not at all go home yeah like do you not want your daughter to live well Mm. spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) um and we learn like i think you brought up a little bit ago that uh we see what actually happened when he when victor had to decide to pick between angela and his wife he chose his wife. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, I agree. I saw a TikTok about this exact same thing. Oh, okay, like good. months ago where somebody was like, if I'm like on my deathbed as I'm about to deliver my child and my husband has to pick either me or my child, I want him to pick me. Yeah. Like we can. I don't want to die. We can have another. We can try again. Well, yeah. And like, why would you have it like a single parent in this like world when you don't have to have one? You yeah. know what I mean? You can try again. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a gag, though, because um, Angela, the demon side Angela, is the one, like, being like, you didn't even want me. You chose me to die. And then it cuts to it, and that was so good. I know. He was like, oh, he was like, shit. He was like, got me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, So then, since it's all about choice now. Pro-choice. Correct. (laughs) The demon basically makes them choose which girl gets to live and which one dies. And if a choice is not made, they both get the bullet in the head. (laughs) (laughs) And both parents are like, we can't choose, we can't choose. Well, let's let's pause there because the annoying ass dad is like outside, not even participating at this Mm -hmm. point. And the mom is like, Yeah, we can't like her and Victor are looking at her like, we can't choose. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. She's rational. I like her. Mm -hmm. And the dad like finally comes in. Yeah, it's a whole shit show. Great TV, though. It is great TV. <laughs> I, was sort of, I didn't even have popcorn, but I was like, sort of like mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the father, the actual religious father, not right. the annoying dad, right. he comes back in and he's doing like the Roman ritual and he's like, get out of these girls. And they're all like, woohoo, we're saved. And I, we all knew he was going to come back in because he was yeah. sitting in his car like, hey. yeah. crying <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> yeah. um, and that goes really poorly because they like twist his head around and snap his neck and kill him within like 20 seconds. I have to say, as somebody who has constant back pain, that looked great. Yeah, you actually cracked your back before we started this episode, and yeah. it, felt, it sounded really good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that was so gross, though. But also, we love a good head-spinning moment. It's such like an homage to the original exercise. Oh my god, and the girls, they were like doing it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good from them. So, Victor is giving Angela his mom's, or I'm sorry, her mom's scarf. As a way to like to be like, I love you. Like you know, I'm so sorry for what happened before. Like I'm, I want you to be here. I love you. Here's, you know, your mom's scarf for emotional reasons. I don't know how that would help. Also, also after like 13 years of him raising this child and clearly being devoted to her. Yeah, he like there's no sign of him being a bad father in this movie no. at all. He was a great dad. Yeah. So he clearly loves her. He's way better than these other two. Yeah. Bozos. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, the other dad, Fierro, comes in and. He's yelling to choose Catherine. Do I choose Glinda or do I choose... Choose Alphaba. 
both. Pick both. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's a special situation. I know. Um, yeah, so he's like, choose my daughter, choose my daughter. And they're all like, now you ruined this. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Catherine's back to normal and Angela flatlines. I was, I was so pissed, though. I know. He is such a piece of shit. I know. Until the little demons are like, gotcha! <laughs> gotcha with the old fake hand. <laughs> so, and honestly, though, like, I kind of expected that because they're demons. They're not, mm-hmm. like, they're not being honest here. Basically, the demons reveal that the one that was chosen is the one who dies. Mm-hmm. They never said, the demon, actually, they never lied. Mm-mm. They never said that. You just kind of inferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The demons are politically correct here. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, so Catherine is the one dying, and we get to see her really dragged the fuck to hell. That was so cool, because it takes her, like, back to, like, that little tomb thing that they were in. Yeah. And there was a bunch of, like, water in there. Like, it was kind of like a like a pool. It was nasty. A pool for demons. <laughs> and we're just seeing, like, little flashes of, like, all these scary demon faces and, like, mm-hmm. hands, like grabbing at her and like dragging her in under the water it was so scary i know i feel bad for that poor girl i did too because it's like she didn't deserve this no it's not her fault that her dad's terrible i know <laughs> that's like a horrifying thing too i wonder if her spirit is just gonna live in hell for the rest of her life and constantly have to be terrorized like that i hope the sequel is her coming back and beating the shit out of the dad that would be great wham 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 you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and angela comes back to life Yay. Yay. So it's a happy ending for everyone involved. <laughs> At least the, the other two have two more kids. They could probably ruin well, them that too. Well, that was my thing though. Because like at the time I was like, you guys have two other kids. This goes very much back to what we just talked about with choosing. You have other children. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have a wife. His wife died from giving birth Do to you her. Do you literally want to take the last thing that this man has? Right. Like no offense. But like <laughs> if we're going to really like wear like what we have in this situation, you guys win. They have two more kids that they could possess if they really want mm-hmm. to. Then you're down the line with their children. They're pro- the entire sequel series is going to be every <laughs> single children being possessed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting seeing like the police arriving because they're probably just like they see like the dead father. Oh my God. And they're just like, and there's like, again, there's all these different kinds of religious like people and like the two like a dead little girl everyone's in shambles emotionally and you know very heightened whatever and so the police are just like what the fuck is this they're like i (laughs) we need to call for backup (laughs) imagine giving a statement to them yeah we did an exorcism and then they like goofed on us and then you know one of them was like what and then the other one's like ah I mean, all their stories match up. I don't know. I really don't know how the police would handle that. that I actually would like to see that. They literally are like, you know what? We're going to just call it. Somebody had bad food poisoning. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of gets like an after scene, like a post scene aftermath moment. And Victor is, you know, Angela's all good. Victor's all... Angela is back at school. And I'm like, how much time has passed? Literally because, two like, days later. She's like, I'm good. Yeah, Yay. she's like going to school again as if everyone didn't know. She was A, missing, B, possessed. <laughs> C, her best friend is dead from a possession. And she was looking at her chair. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of like, why are you sending her back to school already? <laughs> I know. But it cuts to um, the other two parents. Like, they're sitting at like a diner. Or like, the dad's sitting there and the mom comes in mm-hmm. and sits down with them. And they're kind of mourning. But in my mind, I'm like... I hope she's walking with divorce papers. She's like, I filed for a divorce from you. You literally murder our daughter because you're a selfish little bitch. Mm-hmm. And we actually, I was really gagged at the very last like minute of the movie. I know. Because Linda Blair comes in. We get Reagan. She's here. I do love that she finally showed up now that her mom will never be able to see, see her, her again. See what she looks like. She's like, mm-hmm. hi. <laughs> I got lipo. It's, it's that, the girl in Big Brother, which like walks out the door like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 
um, yeah, no. So I, because I, I looked at the um, the IMDb and the Letterbox cast before the movie started, and because uh, I didn't know if Reagan was going to be in the movie or not, mm-hmm. and then she wasn't listed. So when she did walk in, it was like that very prolonged shot of her hand, mm-hmm. and I was like, are they not going to show her? And then she finally says like, "Hi, mom," and then it, we see it's Reagan. But I'm like, I was like, are they going to cut the movie right here where it's like this dramatic like. Was it like, I think it was New Moon when Edward proposed at the very end of the movie. And then yes. Bella's like, <gasps> and that cuts the credits. <laughs> but no, we get to see Reagan and, and Chris unite 50 years later. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I actually got really emotional. Aww. <laughs> and, no, it was cute. I do love like a little on-screen like rekindling yeah. between people who were literally in one of the most iconic movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, and like also like it was like, okay, well, if they're not going to bring Reagan, if they made a point to say she's alive and they're going to make two more of these. She's going to come in eventually, so I figured they would just keep her for another movie, mm-hmm. but she came in already. Love. Yeah. And that's The Exorcist Believer. We did it. But yeah, people have been shitting on this movie. Yeah, it has a 22% Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it wasn't that... I keep saying it, it wasn't that bad. Well, and we went in knowing that the reviews were shit. Mm-hmm. So I I think I prob- that probably lowered our expectations. Yeah. But I, I definitely screamed once, which mm-hmm. I never scream in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the the possessed parts were really scary. They mm-hmm. were also really well done. There was some really bad editing here and there, <laughs> like really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts where I didn't think that even uh, Ellen Burstyn's character was even in the same shot or the same room as as Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. And there were times where, I mean, it was like, yeah, okay. There's only so much I guess you can do with an Exorcist movie because everybody knows where it's gonna go, but it doesn't mean it's like the worst thing ever. No, and I, I think at the very least what could have made it a little bit better was giving Chris more to do. Mm-hmm. Like, she is old, I get it, but, like, they really brought her back for no reason. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see her back with Reagan. It was, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get the 22%. I don't think it's an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's solid, and it's better than most of the extra sequels, mm-hmm. so now what? <laughs> Fight <laughs> me. Your move, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, in theory, there's gonna be two more of these, and yeah, I think we already pointed out that it made more of it than its original budget, so mm-hmm. it's on track to get at least a sequel. I what did you give this movie? I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. It's like a very solid three. If I could like maybe like a two point nine nine, mm-hmm. I would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like two point five out of mm-hmm. five, where it's like it's just it's better than twenty two percent. Yeah. And when we come back, we are going to talk about another little spoopy little show called Only Murders in the Building. Ooh. All right. This season of Only Murders in the Building was amazing. Let's just say that. I think we we it was we watched the first episode or first two when we did that episode. Mm-hmm. All of it has just aired. The finale just came out last week i don't know what time by the time this comes out whatever whatever day that was um selena gomez martin short steve martin are joined by meryl streep and paul rudd and there's a plethora of little guest stars here and there mm-hmm. and it goes the broadway route which was a nice change of pace cause totally how many times i mean i guess he did die in the building but there was a little t- twist there like we already talked about and this time around um basically the point of this season was oliver martin short's character he created this whole broadway show because he previously was a broadway guy um it was kind of like his big return back to theater um and he assembled this incredible cast including paul rudd meryl streep um steve martin's character all of them were involved in the show on opening night paul rudd's character 
falls down like in front of everybody with like blood coming out of his mouth everybody was like oh shit he's dead uh and then he ends up being okay uh until literally like a few minutes later when he is found dead from on the elevator shaft and so our trio has to once again figure out who killed him um and you know it kind of fills the same beats as usual but Mm -hmm. i feel like this season it took longer to get to it I felt like before they would really be like on top of it every single episode, like looking after clues. And this season they felt a little bit more separated and they had like a whole little fight between the three of them. And then Mabel was like, fuck this, I'm doing this myself. Mm -hmm. And that was great. And it was like, hashtag bloody Mabel. That poster, I was like, I want that poster on my my wall. Oh, she looked great. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I I definitely think it was a better season than season two. But also I remember thinking season two was better than season one. Mm. So I guess, I, I don't know, the show could keep getting better. I think season two, they, like, went outside more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were much more outside. Because they, like, went to Coney Island, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. Oh, yeah, they did. With the guy. Mm-hmm. The one with the dude in the boat, in the car, in the bathtub. And he's like, hey, baby, I love you. And she's like, where are we? <laughs> no. Not that deep. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the season, they... Most of the time, they were in the theater building, which was a very spooky location. Like, I just think the backstage area is very confusing and of course like you have the dark actual stage area where you can't see jack shit so there's weird people running around all over the place um they keep finding all these clues like in paul rudd's dressing room they see somebody wrote fucking pig on it i was just about to ask you i was like didn't someone write fat pig it's it's fucking pig (laughs) (laughs) wasn't it meryl oh yeah well yeah it was loretta well she was the one who kept saying it but then it turned out that he was the one yes he wrote it because he was having a a mental breakdown yeah he was fat shaming himself (laughs) he was for eating a cookie which we end up learning was poison yes yeah so the lead the main producer executive producer donna she poisoned Paul Rudd. Whoopsies. Oopsies. Because she thought he was the weakest link, which I think is very funny. <laughs> That's such a dumb reason to poison someone. I'm I, sorry. I know. She was like, oh, this show is going to flop. Because she was the reading review. a review. Yeah. And it said basically that he was bad. And I was mm. like, well, you could just fire him. Yeah. What's he going to do? <laughs> or bring in the understudy. That's uh-huh. literally what the point of an understudy mm-hmm. is for. And like maybe workshop him like here and there. And yeah. Then bring him back in. Like, I don't know. Jesus. That's such a dumb reason to poison someone but i think she only did it just for op- just to avoid opening night right yes. wasn't that the reason yes okay because then she's like basically they hit um jesse williams character tober tober whatever his name is mm-hmm. who by the way why do they keep bringing in a new partner for selena's character every, every season time. just to let have them leave at the end of the season i know and nothing even bad happened with him this is no. the only time where he wasn't actually involved with the murder Spoiler. i know yeah he wanted- <laughs> oh i guess Kara wasn't either but they thought it was her for a minute yes she was just weird. Yeah. I, by, I, by Queen. I do not remember a single thing that happened with Cara Delevingne's mm. character, unfortunately. You don't remember the wig? No, I don't. When she recreated the murder scene with Mabel, as dressed as Mabel. Oh. And Selena walked into the like, little art show. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so they have, like, Tobert, like, behind the scenes, like, recording Donna admitting to, you know, the potential killing of him. And she's like, yeah, I did it. Whatever. And, and then um, they all had, like... Uh, Charles, Oliver, and Mabel all have like sticky notes. You see that like the she had them on the, on, the, on the back of, yeah. on, of Charles. They're like, oh, we didn't even need all of these. <laughs> she was like, fuck this. <laughs> uh, but she could sense that there was something like not 100% lining up. She was like, mm, it's kind of weird that somebody just like so easily admitted like, yep, I killed him. And then I pushed him down the elevator shaft. Right. And well, okay. Also to continue complaining about 
not complaining. I just find it interesting. Yet again, Mabel is the only one solving the murder. Yes. Here. This is literally the third season now. And each season, she's the one actually doing the lead investigating. Yes. These other two are literally just... I mean, there was a whole like plot with um, Steve Martin's character getting engaged to that woman where it was like... Mm-hmm. She like just disappeared. Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, the d- fish tank. <laughs> Don't know what that was about. Um, Martin Short's character was, like, getting it on with Meryl Streep, which, mm-hmm. like, had a little bit more yeah. screen time because, obviously, it's Meryl. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, like, these two plot points are just not important whatsoever. No. Anyway, <laughs> so, like we just talked about, um, Selena or Mabel continues to be like, oh, Cindy, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And we... What, what what was happening? The the musical was going on, mm-hmm. and then she goes. Why did she go upstairs? She saw that she saw that uh, Cliff Donna's son sat next to her, and he was kind of upset because he basically learned his mom's going to go oh, away for yeah. jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she follows him up uh, to like the little attic area, and she puts two and two together, and she's like. I know that you were holding his handkerchief uh, because your mom always kisses the handkerchief mm. and like puts it close to your heart. And they show a flashback of like something that happened on opening night itself. Um, once again, Mabel being smart. The hero here. Yeah. And then Cliff like is attempting suicide in the yeah. weirdest <laughs> way possible. Like the most like stretched out dramatic. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand because he was like, get, get, he's like trying to, he's dangling himself over the, the, the stage he would fall onto the stage yeah in this little like hole in the door or hole in the floor kind of thing and mabel's like no don't and he's like don't come closer i'll do it and he's like sliding down a little bit i'm like what are you doing it's also like a 20 foot drop you're gonna Mm -hmm. be fine you're probably gonna break a couple like of bones but that's about it (laughs) (laughs) it was just yeah it was just very and it was just it was it went on for so long yeah it it went on long enough for Basically, the show to finish, mm-hmm. and for Steve Martin and Martin Short to go upstairs mm-hmm. and like also be like, "What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the mom even comes up there, yes. which was actually very touching. She's like, "No, come here," like yeah. whatever. Um, and then yeah, so wait, I guess yeah, we learned that she poisoned him, and then he killed him. Yes, mother son duo. Love it. Yeah, there was like a tussle that. They got into mm-hmm. Cliff and Paul Rudd's character, where Paul Rudd basically put it together that, oh, your mom poisoned me. Like, I'm going to call the cops. She's going to be put away. And then this I guy. I hate when that happens in movies and shows. Like, mm-hmm. I need to call the police right now. You're a bad person and you're going to prison. And then mm-hmm. it's like they die. I'm like, why would you tell him that? Yes. Just walk away. Yeah. Just be like, oh, like, that's crazy. And then, like, run down the stairs and be mm-hmm. like, holy shit. And then I- call the police. <laughs> I'm going to go get some fresh air. Yeah. Because I almost died today. Bye. Bye. And then, yeah. So. I hate when that happens and stuff. Did we see them get arrested? Did they get arrested? Did they just turn a blind eye? <laughs> I I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they're running out. Of, maybe they're like just running around the streets. Maybe they're producing another musical together. I don't remember. That could be that could be fine. Mm-hmm. But then um, there's like what like an after party basically. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Jane Lynch's character comes in and she is like woohoo party time. And she doesn't she say she has to like tell Charles something. She has to tell him something. Um, I don't remember if she does tell. She him. She didn't tell him. She didn't. Okay, but then he says he gets a text message from Joy. I guess like his ex. Yeah. His ex fiance, and I don't remember what it was said in that either. No, it was, it was something like more positive. I think because he was yeah. like, oh yeah, Joy texted me. I think we're like you know something like that. I don't yeah. Know. But then 
he's like she's like oh yeah i'll tell you something and he's like oh like we'll talk like whatever later can you go get some wine from my apartment mm-hmm. didn't no actually yeah he, we learned after yeah, yeah he was supposed to go and get yes. some wine whoever is up there they're scurrying around Ooh, and then um they get shot mm-hmm. and fall dead mm-hmm. and we think it's charles and it's like holy shit steve martin's character just got shot mm-hmm He's dying. Mm-hmm. And then we see him at the party. That's and we funny. learn that, like I just spoiled, he sent someone to get it for him. Yes, he sent Saz. Our little girly Jane Lynch has died. Sorry. Sorry. She really was barely used in this mm-hmm. season, though. Yeah. <laughs> but now she'll have to come back for more flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So another yeah, curious, like, uh, does Joy have something to do with it? Because she just so mysteriously, like, messaged him right before this happened um clearly somebody was trying to kill charles since they thought it was him in the apartment and obviously a gun was loaded at his apartment mm-hmm. so we're set like... up for another murder in the building mm-hmm. who would have thought and the show was renewed by for season four by hulu even mm-hmm. though hulu cancels everything i know <laughs> so only murder is now going to be entering season four which we learn is Mainly because it's continuously the most watched show on Hulu. It's, it's one of the only shows on Hulu, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. I hate to say it, but I mean, because it was always like in like the top ten on Hulu, like it's always like the Kardashians, and then Only Murders were always like fighting for number one and two. Love that. But ever since the show came out, Hulu's been saying it's like their most popular comedy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess season three had the most viewed finale of the year, something like that. Deadline reported it or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so season three was insanely watched. The finale, I guess, was even more insanely watched. I guess it helps with having Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd on your show. Mm-hmm. On top of being like a Emmy and Golden Globe winning show. But <laughs> Yes. I also do love that episodes are like 35 minutes mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and when they're longer, you know something good's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. No, Only Marriage continues to be an amazing show. And honestly... Someone like tweeted was like how much how many more people can die in the building? But I'm like I'm sorry, but if the show is good quality, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. If they do creative things every single season, mm-hmm. then I'm sure it's fine, and I'm sure that we'll probably get something different next season too, because we'll actually find out more about like Saz mm-hmm. since we don't really know much about her aside from she is basically like a Charles lookalike. <laughs> Correct. Um, and then I guess we can like look into like who are Charles's enemies, who's trying to kill him, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'd be very interesting because now someone's going after one of the trio members. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, at the very least, also honestly, since Hulu does cancel everything, if they do bring season four back and they're like go into it saying this is our final season, something like that, or maybe they renew it for final season, if they do that so they don't, there doesn't have to be like a cliffhanger and then the show's canceled and then we're all pissed off Mm -hmm. (laughs) that would be annoying so i hope that if if and when they do decide to wrap up the show for good Mm -hmm. they give it like an actual ending yeah yeah everybody gets evicted out of the building (laughs) correct (laughs) the building is burnt the fuck down (laughs) only evictions in the building (laughs) wait did mabel get her apartment no i have no idea yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> Mabel is just living in someone's apartment now. <laughs> I mean, I know she definitely... That, I feel like that was resolved. I just don't remember what happened. Somebody moved in, I feel like, to the apartment. Oh, shit. And well, then I think she said, like, yeah, I still need to figure out where I'm living. Good luck. She's going to move to an even bigger building despite not having a real job. Yeah. How does she afford... I know that it was her aunt's apartment mm-hmm. and everything, but in general, how does she afford her lifestyle? How does she afford all her nice coats? Yeah. Those are really expensive coats. Yes. How does she afford those those beats she was wearing in the pilot? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's like an artist. She doesn't do anything. 
On the Mail Swimming, the show gets like money for ads, but like. Mm. But like sp- split three ways. Yeah. See? I, and earning money through podcasts is very hard work, you guys. Mm-hmm. We get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, no, it was just a great season. I'm, I, I think Meryl said she was moving to LA or something. Oh right, and yeah. And Tobert, Tobert, whatever is also moving, so they're not gonna come back. And also, Meryl's probably too expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd's dead, obviously. So they have a lot of new. Again, and everyone is on this show, so mm-hmm. they can bring in more major A-list celebrities next season too. They had Matthew Broderick this season oh, yeah, for they a did. little bit, and they had Tina Fey for one clip in yes. one episode. Yeah, that was really weird. Did mm-hmm. they even bothered with that? Maybe she'll be back more. I hope so. Season. I like her, Cinda Canning. I, uh-huh. I really like her. I like her character. She was like blonde. She was like Gwyneth Paltrow all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll get Sarah Jessica Parker. Ooh, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. They got Matthew. They can get Sarah. Mm-hmm. They can get whoever they want. They got Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. We can't get Meryl Streep. No one can get Meryl Streep. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get into our what's poppin' highlights of the week. what's popping for this week i just have to say that not only did we get real house of the potomac trailer then like i think the next week real house of beverly hills trailer then the next day real house of miami trailer oh wow i know so salt lake city is only in its like fifth or sixth episode so there's several more weeks to go with salt lake Mm -hmm. so we will have salt lake city potomac beverly hills in miami all airing at the same exact time or like not at the same time but like within the same cycle of TV shows. Mm-hmm. And this is just proving I will not... And now the Only Murders is over, I literally would not be watching any other TV than Housewives. <laughs> it's going to be on, like, almost every day of the week. Yeah. How are you going to manage this? I have no idea. And they're, like, the best... Well, I would say if you, like, swapped maybe Miami for Atlanta, it'd be, like, my four all-time favorites. Mm. But Atlanta had a boring season. Mm. And Miami has been amazing so far, the reboot that they did. And it's coming back to Bravo. It was a Peacock show. Oh. Yeah, so it's doing that well that it's going to Bravo again. Oh, great. Yeah, it's great, and there's some great girls on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know, Beverly Hills, we're going to see the Kyle Richards thing happen. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, Miami. right, because she got divorced. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, she didn't. Oh, she didn't. I thought she I thought no. she and her husband did get the... They, like, separated, but then they were like, we didn't actually separate, it's been a hard year. But uh-huh. then she's been photographed with that woman, like, just recently, and they're dressing like each other. She's not wearing her ring. He's, he's on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if he still is, because I think he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle was there with her, their kids, but she wasn't wearing her ring then either. Interesting. So they're they're just doing this for... I mean, unless if they literally are like, oh, we have separated, but we can't say because we need people to watch the show. Yeah. And then when it does come out, we'll, you know, open up about it. I get it, but, like, it's still just kind of, like, that's kind of cheap. It is. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. That's, like, a certain level of, like, ooh. Yeah, that is kind of cringy, especially when it comes to, like, your actual, like, like your personal marriage. life and yeah. marriage and, and your kids. And they have, like, three kids together. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. But, I mean, we'll be tuning in. One of my friends, actually, he's, like, he watched the trailer. He texted me, like, do I have to watch Beverly Hills? I was, like, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And Salt Lake is better than ever right now. It's the best season ever. Yeah, Beverly Hills is going to come in hot. Miami has been so good. Potomac is actively one of the best of all of them, too. So Interesting. I am very excited for the next several, 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 several weeks of my life. Finally, some good food. Correct. I'm going to eat so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to giving, now I get to receive. <laughs> and what about you? What is your what's popping? Um, well, since I'm visiting Illinois for the week, um, it's nice to not be in 100 degree heat. Mm-hmm. It's been very... As I was driving up here today, so much fall foliage. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen that in literally years. Mm-hmm. I have not been back here in, like, the fall since oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally moved away. Yeah, you're either, like, the summer or, like, the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that has been nice. Um, and I'm excited to go eat so much food with you right after this. Yeah, we really need to wrap this up. Yes, I'm we sorry. do. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my what's popping is seeing you. Because oh. it's been like a year and a half since we saw each other last. I see you on Zoom every week. Yeah, that's true. It's enough for me. That's true. You can go home after this. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is so fun recording. And a lot easier, by the way. This is so much easier to record together. Yes. Uh, it reminds me of the ISU days. I know. That were randomly 13-minute episodes. What did we even... I don't even know <laughs> how, how did, we would do that. How we, did we do that? Now I try to keep it under an hour. But at the time, we were recording like nine-minute episodes. Yeah, I don't know how we went through. Like, literally, we talked about it and Su- not Suspiria, but like all these different... Oscar like, movies, Emmy predictions. How are we doing that in like maybe 20 minutes at most? I mean, podcasts have evolved so much anyway since mm-hmm. then that, like, they are now all at least, like, 40 minutes. So that's great. But, yeah, I can't really picture how we would just go in it. But we would sit so, we would sit there so much time, like, editing. I know. Editing, like, a 20, maybe, maybe 20-minute episode. For, like, two hours mm-hmm. of a day. Mm-hmm. And now we, we edit less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have more to work with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a lot easier. So just stay here, bitch. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we'll be back so, so soon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>